Hello, I'm Kathy Shagrin. I'm Stacia Matten. And I'm Mary Osborne. Nestled among the beauty of bright green cornfields, family farms, and the gentle rolling hills of west central Illinois is the small rural community of Monmouth. Lots of famous and infamous people have lived in Monmouth. Wyatt Earp was born here. Ronald Reagan attended grade school in town while his father sold shoes at Colwell's department store. Serial killer Richard Speck called this area home for a time. And actress Gladys Gale and Congressman Montgomery Rice were born and raised right here in the Maple City too. Monmouth boasts Monmouth College and the Monmouth Zippers. It also has the distinction of being the birthplace of the women's fraternity movement. Our monthly program, which is generously sponsored by the Buchanan Center for the Arts, will feature a true tale from our past. So we invite you to sit back and listen as we learn more about the town we love. This is Prairie Tales. Legendary Monmouth magician Will Nickel, the great Nicola, has been compared to Thurston and Blackstone for his grand illusions and to Houdini for his remarkable escapes. But even he couldn't replicate the real-life escapes of his older brother, Charlie, during World War I. Born in 1871 to John Nicol, a Scottish immigrant who had toured as the magician Old Nick Nicola in both Scotland and the United States, Charlie began to follow in his father's footsteps even earlier than Will, who once remarked that no one could top his brother's talent for doing a masterful show out of a suitcase. It is said he once performed on the steps of the White House for President Benjamin Harrison. The Nickel brothers began touring the Midwest as a team in 1901 as Al and Will Nicoli. Charlie's middle name was Albert. In 1903, Charlie went to Chicago, performing for the season as a solo act. Shortly thereafter, it appears he teamed with Harry Blackstone in an act called Booten and Kelso. After serving as business manager for a 14-month tour of the Orient by Will in 1910, Charlie was bitten by the travel bug and decided to strike out on his own. Not wanting to be confused with his brother, Charlie assumed the radically different stage name of Professor Al von Arks. Exactly what inspired that name is uncertain, but a Von Arx family did reside in Monmouth at the time. In 1912, Charlie sailed to South Africa with a partner named Duncan on the way to performing in Hawaii, the Fiji Islands, New Zealand, and Australia. In a letter published in the New York Clipper, he wrote, The people here are crazy over American shows, and as there are only a few people that have the nerve to come this far away from Chicago, I will have a cinch. My shooting act is creating a sensation in these parts. The shooting act, which would land him in serious trouble, involved Von Arks going to the military post of a town he was visiting and asking for a squad of soldiers with loaded rifles to be sent to the theater. His trick consisted of lining the soldiers up and firing real bullets at him, which he caught in his bare hands. All went fine until the war broke out in Europe. Soon, the name von Arx caused him to be suspected of being a German sympathizer or spy. Everywhere he performed, he was placed under surveillance by the military authorities, and he was often detained, but the escape artist in him always prevailed. According to the Monmouth Atlas, he has escaped the bullets of a firing squad by the narrowest margin on half a dozen occasions and has just missed being imprisoned a score or more of times. Performing in Bangalore in 1915, Charlie came under intense scrutiny and tried using the newspapers to proclaim his American citizenship, offering $1,000 to any person in India who could prove he was not an American. 
Things became so unbearable that he applied to the American consulate for a passport to return home. But the consul required absolute proof that von Arcks was American, so he wrote to his brother seeking assistance. When an attempt was made to obtain his birth certificate from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, it was learned that the local county did not begin recording births until two years after he was born. He then tried changing his stage name to Chalbert, a contraction of Charles Albert, but without his colored posters printed in the United States bearing the von Arcks name, he had difficulty drawing crowds. His closest call with death occurred when he went from the Philippines to Hong Kong in hopes of booking passage home. After several weeks of waiting, he managed to get a reservation on a Chinese steamer. Just before it sailed, however, the quarantine officer dragged von Arcks and his party to shore, charging that they might be carrying disease after having performed in India. As fortune would have it, the boat ran into a heavy fog, struck a sharp rock, and sank to the bottom of the sea. In June 1916, Charlie found himself in Shanghai, China, which was under revolution and a dangerous place due to rebel bombings. Still, he used the opportunity to learn new Chinese tricks. He was a close friend of Ching Ling Fu, the greatest Chinese magician, and he obtained elaborate custom Chinese scenery for his brother Will, silk panels embroidered with gold thread. From China, Charlie made his way to Japan, then to Hawaii, and finally back home to Monmouth in August 1916. During his four-year odyssey, he had traversed 100,000 miles. During World War II, Charlie came out of retirement to tour coast to coast with a USO unit. Declining an opportunity to go with an overseas unit, his good luck again surfaced. The magician who replaced him was killed in a plane crash on his way to join the unit. In his later years, Charlie assumed the sage name Shazan, a contraction of Chaz or Charles A. Nickel, and became a spiritualist debunker, an occupation his father had earlier pursued. He developed a popular midnight ghost show and also took up ventriloquism. Charlie never married and lived with his brother, sister-in-law, and sister in the family home at 322 West 1st Avenue. Following the death of Will in 1946 and his sister Maud Holt in 1958, he took up residence in the Colonial Hotel. Although he had a close friendship with Monmouth's other well-known magician, Jack Lewain, and his wife, Leola, who ran the Lewain House of Magic out of their home on South 5th Street, he was said to be lonely and living on memories from his exciting past. Charlie's last public appearance occurred on November 13, 1958, when he and the Lewains were special guests at a performance of the Monmouth High School senior class play, The Spider, The Story of a Magician. Lewain had consulted on a seance scene played in pitch dark, in which illuminated skeletons danced across the stage. Charlie was introduced to the audience as a great magician of the past and took his final bow. He died three weeks later at the age of 88. And that, friends, is where this tale ends. Prairie Tales is a production of the Buchanan Center for the Arts in Monmouth, Illinois. Special thanks to Jeff Rankin for providing the content of this episode. If you enjoyed our podcast, look for more content on Instagram at Buchanan Center and on Facebook at BCA Monmouth. Email us with questions and suggestions for future episodes at prairietalespodcast at gmail.com. For Stacia Matten, I'm Mary Osborne. For Mary Osborne, I'm Kathy Shagrin. And for Kathy Shagrin, I'm Stacia Matten. Remember, not all history is found in a book. Sometimes it's found in the stories we tell. Just listen to the sound of the prairie, and you too might hear a tale. <laughs>